when all this blew up, all this like, you know, audience, I started getting all these followers. It just made sense to, to become Commander Carl. Right. Can you talk about the NPC thing a little bit? Like you're very good at oh acting my God. as an NPC. Are you an NPC? I have to ask. Greetings, traveler. <laughs> Yo, what's up, y'all? My name is Nathaniel, and you are? Commander Carl. I got what's Commander up, Carl here with me, and <laughs> I also have my film crew, Goof Off Collaborative, in the building, bringing you the visual today. Say what's up, Goof Off. Yo, yo. That's what's up. All right, so Commander Carl, man, you're, you're best known for your viral internet videos. You, you take a bunch of random objects, and mm-hmm. you reload them as if it was like a weapon. Yeah. Exactly. It's, so, it's sort of uh, sort of inspired by my um, very much uh, potentially troublesome addiction to first-person shooters. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what, what are some of the weapons you've, or some of the items you've made as weapons? It's, I've seen toasters, AirPods, a yeah, banana. Oh, God damn, man. At this point, I don't know what I haven't done. Even like stuff I've filmed, I've tried to do stuff off the camera too. That just didn't turn out that well. So try I mean, and name as many items as uh, you can right now. Vacuum toaster, lamp, stapler, uh, mixer, uh, like a like those cake mixers. Um, a bunch of kids' toys because I got kids. Um, a car, <laughs> stuffed animals. Yeah, stuffed smoke animals. Alarm. People wanted me to do my cats. I I I kind of tried, but they they just like. I only gave it like a couple seconds. They're like, nah, I ain't doing this. I'm not doing this, fam. I'm done. So my no no animals. I'm not doing it to animals. I've seen Keurigs, <laughs> clocks, yep. a label maker. Yeah, absolutely. The label maker. A uh, bike pump. A toy taco truck. <laughs> so I mean the keyboard. Literally mouse. the possibilities are endless. There are. I mean, it's really it boils down to the object I'm I'm working with is is does it have any um slidable components, things that I can rotate? Does it have things I can remove and slap back on? Um so yeah, it just it just does it does does the object have removable components? Does it have something I can slide back and forth? Does it have something I can rotate? Right. You know, it it doesn't work well with something like a I don't know, a, a smartphone. Like people tell me reload my phone. It doesn't work that well. I mean, it I can't twist anything. I can't remove anything. Yeah. So so I mean, how did we meet then? You wanna you wanna let the people know how, how you Oh and I man. Came? It was a scumbag dad shoot for sure. You know, scummy. Good he's old brought, scumbag dad. He's brought a lot of people together. Um yeah. but I can't remember which scumbag dad episode it was, but yeah, I mean, it had to have been at least a year. It now. was the one that we filmed in reverse, the tenant video in reverse. That was the first. That, that, was, that was the day the I met first you. First day, yeah. Yes, I remember that video. And we had like, you know, a guy that was, I want to say, I don't know if he owned a Bebop's. Or Neil, something. you're talking about yeah, Neil. Neil. Yeah, Neil. he's um, his family owns the Bebop's. Yeah. Franchise. So, man, without being said, man, I'm really looking forward to getting to sit down today to do this interview. I yeah, mean, man. to my understanding, you don't really do interviews. I it, this is the first podcast I've ever done. Hell yeah! So I'm, well, I'm I hope you, I'm honored to be here, man. Well, well, thank you, man. I'm honored to have you, man. Because especially since you don't usually show your face on camera, it's always it's always it's the always hands, the hands and I've, the half life tattoo. Well, and I've been <laughs> trying to branch away from that. You yeah. know, a lot of my followers and, and some of you guys have probably seen some of my other things where I like I'll I'll perform ragdoll animations on camera of different games you play, like GTA Five for. Um, Red Dead Redemption, Fallout, Skyrim. And my NPC series stood pretty well on its own legs too. I'm trying to show my face and my body more, you know? Yeah. And it's working. I'm starting to get recognized more. Of I, I was at Starbucks the other day and the guy was like, I've seen you somewhere. And I'm like, well, I'm a content creator. And he's like, you're Commander Carl. You're the guy who did those ragdolls. <laughs> it might be a little harder <laughs> to recognize you without the helmet. Can we see the helmet? So we got the helm here. So what's the significance of the helmet exactly? Well. So, I mean, it you wear kinda, it in all your videos. Yeah, it sort of goes back to the name Commander Carl, which was a moniker that was given to me by one of my wife's um, close friends in high school. This was back in like 2009. It was a long time ago. And her family, ever since then, has always called me Commander. Like, hey, Commander, what's up? And so when all this blew up, all this like, you know, audience, I started getting all these followers, it just made sense. 
to to become Commander Carl. Right. And so that the day I decided to do that, I was like, all right, let's 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 come up with like a look. And I'm like, I guess I'd wear a helmet. So I went to Amazon and I ordered a replica M1 helmet. And this thing is incredibly lifelike. It's even down to like the same steel that they've used. Yeah. It's got a, like a plastic liner in it and everything. Oh, shit. Like it's very realistic. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so that's that's sort of where the whole helmet thing came when from. When did the channel start taking off then? Or like when did you <sighs> even create the channel? Was it a couple years back? So it was actually under my um the channel was originally under my 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 full name, just Carl Schecht. And um, it was back about 2019. I'd started playing with TikTok and uploading, and I and I, I I tried to make attempts at making like little short comedy skits, and every single one of them always flopped. And then uh, one day I saw uh, Brad Scumbag Dad with one of his videos, and I was like, I know that guy because I know his wife. That's that's Hannah's husband, and I saw Meow that he had face on close Instagram. to a million followers. I was like. Holy shit! I should like hit this guy up because again, I know so when Hannah. You met, so when you met Scumbag, he had like a million on TikTok. He was by close, then, or like on YouTube. He was what? close to a million on TikTok. Okay, and this was back in 2019. Okay, um, so I messaged him. I think on Facebook out of nowhere, and I told him a little about myself. At the time, I was working on I think uh, Callisto Protocol, which is the um, kind of that survival horror game made from the same guys who made Dead Space. Um, and he got back to me. He's like, "Hey, we should we should meet sometime." Um, and so we met at Cafe DM in Ankeny. We got to talking, and he's like, "How would you like to shoot with me?" You know, and that started like everything. So, so was sort of, your page like that much built out yet at that point when he was before? Like, Let's shoot. I had like three or four followers, and then over the course of like maybe four or five shoots with him, maybe about six months worth of just like getting together every now and then, I got to about six hundred followers. And then, so, would you say you learned a lot from just? Yeah, because what I learned from Brad is that, like, it doesn't matter what kind of idea you have, even if it seems like shit, you should just try it anyway. Right. It's just the internet. There's it's the internet. You, like, you just put, drop a video. Just put yourself out just, there. Yeah. Just put yourself out there. Eventually, something will stick, and that's exactly what happened to me. I you I, eventually found I I that concept that yeah. was infinite. I knew my niche right. wanted. I knew my niche wanted to be in gaming. And so I started thinking, like, what could I do? Well, hey, you know, you do these stupid little reloads every now and then. Why don't I try doing one on camera? Yeah. So the very first one, I had a my DeWalt drill, and I took my phone. I opened the pop socket. I'll show you. I opened the pop socket of my phone, hold it in my mouth like this, and did a reload like this. And the video actually got somewhat decent views. I'm like, yeah. okay, I should make this better. That's when I got a tripod. I flipped the camera horizontally and I put it at 0.5x to get that wide angle look. Right. And then I just got my Dyson and figured out some like <laughs> reload with it. I'm like, okay, That's that hilarious. turned out a lot better. I went to bed that night thinking maybe it'll get more views. I right. woke up to 6 million views. Not thinking views. that you'd make how many videos, countless videos after yeah. that. Of- I, I woke up 6 million views overnight. And that wow. was it. That wow. was the moment like… Holy and shit! And that was on TikTok. That was on when TikTok. that six yeah. million happened. And I was like, "This is it." I, I, I had, I woke up. I had like five thousand followers. So I started posting more reloads and doing more and more and more. Five thousand followers turned to forty thousand, then turned to a hundred thousand. The rest was history, man. I just kept rolling with it. I mean, it's it's kind of wild to think about like that origin story because I think a lot of people don't know that like Scumbag Dad was kind of like. Your start in a lot of ways. Of he like, was. He was. He kind of inspired you know, me to. I, I think obviously he, you had that within you though, because you. I mean, you built that channel out yourself. Yeah. But I think he definitely kickstarted it. I would say he did. He was the one who sort of inspired me because I, I was talking with him one day. He's like, "How did you come up with this stuff?" He's like, "Just do it." Yeah. Just do it. Just make something and put it out there. Because he's an orthodontist by day. I mean, so he's a busy guy. And yeah, can we talk more about like what you do outside of the channel? Briefly, because I know, I mean, that's pretty impressive. To me. Yeah. So, um, I mean, by trade, for the last like ten years, I've been, I've been working on. Um, I work with game engines. So, like, um, maybe uh, I was freelancing, and really, what 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 I did was I'd find studios or not studios. I'd find companies that were working with game engines to make like simulations, and I'd be like, "Hey, I'm an environment artist. I can help make the environments for these simulations." Yeah. And then eventually started getting into game work. And so that's really what I've been doing outside of the channel. And that's what I do today. Even. And you're currently working on the Postal Game series, I right? am. I did a series of skits for uh, 
I didn't do it for them. I just did them out of nowhere. So I was like, oh wait, I should do Postal too. I I I wonder how well I can render like that game in real life. And yeah, it sometimes got their attention. We'd be at like a shoot, and you'd be like, oh, like I just rendered all of the trees shadows better in the game. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like so, the little thing, those things matter though, because you're do. like, oh, I see this. This with a little more love could be that much cooler. Then that's what right. I've been doing for Postal Four is I've been looking at things that I think really needed to be improved. Like for example, foliage rendering. Um, their trees and bushes looked like they just weren't being lit at all, and that's because the way the shader was handling them wasn't really doing it properly. So I was like, well, it's an easy fix. Just one one checkbox on the shader properties, and bam. Right now, these trees and bushes look great. What else can I do? Well, the explosions and fire and blood and urine, like all the really the 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 effect the effects that make the postal series were really lackluster and I yeah. I went in I spent the last couple of months fixing them the update's out now the game's looking way better than it has before and we're gonna we're continuing to update it so I want to get into like your story a little bit and then we'll get into like you know the videos and yeah yeah later on you know maybe some of your creative process what was it like growing up man like where are you from well, I was born and raised just north of Austin. I was born in Austin, Texas, and I grew up just north of it uh, in Pflugerville. My my address was technically Round Rock, but we we were kind of on the border there, so I spent most of my years in Pflugerville and okay. went to all Pflugerville schools. And I mean, I I was a pretty um, I was kind of a weird kid, sort of a nerdy, geeky loser kid. I was bullied a lot in school um, throughout elementary, middle school, and then high school. I sort of found my group. And I really developed a series of close relationships that I still, you know, am very fond of these things. Right. Um, there's a few people I still, you know, make an effort to talk with, and they're still all the way down to Texas. Um, That's what's up. But we, you know, my high school years, man, it was great. I, I just I goofed off. You yeah. know, I didn't, I didn't give a shit about my grades. I mean, geez, I, I was skipping classes so much in junior year that they actually sent me to court for truancy. <laughs> they sent me to court for truancy. Yeah. And my mom, my dad was like, we, no, he's going to do the community service. And my mom was like, no, nah, let's just pay the fine. So my mom, she bought me out of it. And I, I started to try a little harder in school, but I just, I just didn't, I never gave a what shit. What do they think about what you're doing now with like the channel and everything? Some of them still reach out to me and like, hey, dude, I saw your video on YouTube. You know, I saw yeah. you on Instagram or Reddit or Twitter. And like, what about your mom and stuff too? Do they, well, are they supportive of it? Um, my mom actually passed away six months ago. Um, really? Yeah. Damn, man. I'm sorry but, to hear that. But, you know, when she was, she, she basically had this like really aggressive cancer. Okay. And by the time I was even able to make it back to Texas, she was already basically on her deathbed. But there, there was a couple times at the hospital there where like the staff recognized me and it happened right in front of her. Wow. And wow. she was kind of out of it, but but she I know she noticed it and I was like I'm a famous mom. <laughs> and I saw wow. like a I saw like a little smile go on her face and then in the parking lot my dad and I were walking someone else recognized me. Hey, you're Commander Carl. My dad looks at me and he's like, "Damn, you really are famous, aren't you?" <laughs> no. I mean, that was a really pivotal moment for me. That was like the I really made it moment. You, know? you did, man. I mean, I see you get recognized at the yeah. mall when we're, when we're together, and <laughs> and so you know, I I told my mom like someday I'm gonna make it real big. I mean, yeah. how many kids want to be a YouTuber? You know, like God, that damn. is like you ask a classroom full of kids right now. They used to say astronaut, but now they're gonna say YouTuber. They're gonna say YouTube. My own son. And my, you live that life. I do. My own kid. Like he he you brags got one to kid. His, how many? Kids I got, got two kids, four and six years old. My my oldest six year old. He brags to his friends at school. Yeah. My dad's Commander Carl. My dad makes makes YouTube. He's a YouTuber. Yeah, and that's got to be like the ultimate flex. It's it is. Like, it's a you know? it's a, I mean, I try to stay humble about it. Yeah. But damn, when when stuff like that happens, you're just like. Yeah, look at me now, you know? Yeah. Like all the people who picked on me in high school, like, yeah. Yeah, that's a flex. And yeah. have some of them tried to come back around a little bit? I've had bit? a few of them like, isn't hey, that, man, I'm so funny. on Facebook. I'll be like, hey, man, you know, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, man, you fucking pulled my pants down in kindergarten in like, front of like I remember a, you. It's like. <laughs> I remember you, dude. I remember maybe this shit I, Maybe I'll done. make a video about you. <laughs> yeah. Don't you try to come around and be like all proud of me. You, you, you fucking hated me I back hate that then. shit, yeah. I know. Too little, too late. What was the first video game you fell in love with, man, and when? 
Oh, man. The first game I truly, I think, fell in love with was Turok Dinosaur Hunter for PC. Wow. I played that shit on the computer. I didn't even know they had that. I, I, I came on that game on, like, Xbox or something. But like, Yeah, no, this was PC. back in, like, that was, yeah, no, it was back was in like 97. Okay. Um, and then we got an N64 uh, when I was in third or fourth grade, and I really loved Donkey Kong 64. I mean, that I, I still play that game, and I feel just like I did when I was a kid. We need, like, a clap soundtrack right there. Right? <laughs> Hell. Should we put some of your, like, reload videos on screen in case people get bored of just seeing us sit here? Yeah, what the fuck not, <laughs> dude? Do it. Do the reloads, do the ragdolls, everything, man. Okay, um, we got to put all that stuff on screen or something. But yeah, Donkey Kong 64, that game was really pivotal for me because it was the first game where I wasn't actually trying to play it really for the story. I actually started to, like, dissect it on a technical level. Wow. Noticing things like, hey, these trees that I'm looking at aren't actually 3D. They're just two-dimensional billboards that are facing me. Right. Like they're camera-facing billboards. Yeah, so that's early what I, that's on, what I, these thoughts started to pop in your that's head That's what I would have told my, my, my you know, eight-year-old self if I could. I'd be like, yeah, those are camera-facing billboards. They, they do that because it saves Wow. <laughs> that is cool, man. And um, I, I, I sort of studied and noticed how games have grown over the years. And I played a lot with, um, when Far Cry, the first one came out, I played with the, uh, the level editor for that quite a bit. Um, CryEngine, that was probably the first time I ever used a game engine. And throughout the years, intermittently, I'd play with 3D programs and I'd still notice yeah. game graphics technology growing and growing. And finally in college, I was just like, I, I want to do this for a living. I want to work in the game industry. So when did you first start having to use some of that expertise on your videos in your free time? Like, was it the reload videos when you first started like, I'm going to use some of this knowledge on like the TikTok videos. That would be when I tried to um, take some of the thing, like the kid's toy that I reloaded that makes yeah. the squeaky sounds. Yeah. That was the first thing I was like, I'm going to turn this into an actual weapon in a game. I'm going to wow. use my game art skills. And I did it. I made that thing like into a 12-gauge shotgun. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I love um, how some of the like reloads… Like and obviously none of it makes sense because none of them are actual weapons, but no. some of them are like a shotgun sound, but then some of them would be like an Uzi or something. It's and like they it's change just constantly it's too. Like they're yeah. the toaster at one point's been a laser weapon, then another point it's been a You've sub done machine. melee weapons before. I have like tough built. They sent me so many tough built. The guys who made the reloadable uh the reloadable uh, knife razor thing. Okay. It has like an actual, ma it's it's a box cutter, but it has a magazine wow. with more box cutters in it. They they took notice of me and they sent me all this free shit. They keep, they still send me stuff. It's like, guys, I, I have enough tools now. Oh, here's a giant ass saw that you can basically cut a tree down with. Yeah. So, so what are your like channel statistics right now? And like, what, like oh, where are they're those going, sitting at right now? They're going nuts right now. I, um, We'll cover this later, but TikTok's been garbage for me lately. Right. Um, YouTube shorts and YouTube. But what's your TikTok at, like in followers? And, and oh, right, right. So on TikTok, I am sitting at 3.4 million followers. That's impressive. <laughs> That's impressive. Thank you. Um, and then um, YouTube, I'm at, I'm growing really quickly on YouTube right now. I'm, last I checked, I think I just hit 480K, but I'm getting like 7,000 subs. Pretty much every day for the last. I mean, week. you even have hundreds of thousands on X. I do. I have a hundred eighty. Do you have a Facebook or anything? Or I do. Uh, I don't use it much, but okay. I've. But I never even tried to promote my Facebook, and I somehow got twelve thousand followers wow. on there. I don't even use it. I got one hundred twenty can Instagram. Feel free to if you don't use it. Feel free to like shout out my page on your Facebook or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Like Creative Freedom HQ. Hey, cut that! <laughs> cut that! Clip that! <laughs> clip that! All right. Um, when did you make your? I mean, is that everything about the statistics? Probably like pretty that's much. I mean, you know, I I could tell you like generally how many views I get a day on YouTube. What 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 else do you want to share about that, if anything? I mean, I guess just that like you know, YouTube Shorts. They came out with Shorts as like a competitor to TikTok, and it, it was always seen as like the you know, I was like, ah, just kind of like a TikTok's copy always going to be better. I disagree. I think Shorts is actually better for growth on YouTube, and YouTube makes you they pay you more. Um, I mean, look at like how the success of Instagram stories, Instagram's, even though that was exactly. literally a Snapchat. Like, the, yeah, like, Instagram's and even it's successful. I know. know it is mad Absolutely. successful. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, that's that's really it. You know about channel statistics. Do you ever shoot real guns in real life, or is it always just Abs fake weapons? Absolutely. I I own several rifles. I uh, haven't shot any of them yet. I haven't had a chance yeah. to. But I did last month uh, or month two months ago. Um, when I got hired at Running With Scissors, they sent me a couple of uh, street signs with their logos on it. 
And I was and sort of it's it's kind of unofficial, but unofficially part of employee initiation there is, or at least maybe I made that up myself, is to shoot your own holes in it because the RWS logo sign has holes shot in it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna shoot my own holes in it, but I'm gonna go real crazy. And I went up, I went up to Minnesota. There's a place called Drive a Tank. You can literally drive a tank and crush a car, which I did. Uh, and then I shot like a plethora of machine guns, um, an M1A1 Thompson, uh, a Zastava M92, yeah, all full auto. I shot a P90. I started going up. I went to an M60. I did an MG4, a German MG42. We hopped over to the M240, uh, and then I shot a 50 cal Browning M2. And <laughs> the the if, I don't know if I'm using this term correctly. The, the the PA State Resistance was the M134 Dillon. I shot a goddamn minigun. I, I hundred so, rounds was gone in, a, in yes. a second and a half. So, needless to say, yes, you've shot some guns. Absolutely, <laughs> I've been shooting uh, guns for. I, 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 my, my dad taught me firearm trainings. Uh, sorry, my dad taught me firearm safety like at eight years old. Okay, so I've shot guns for most. Of my yeah, life. yeah. So you've been around weapons for a minute. Now. Oh yeah. So how many reload videos do you think you've created, man? Like in total, like hundreds. Yeah, I would say absolutely. And like, because what's like, your most viral one, or like? My most viral one, um, I did like a compilation video, two compilation videos. And so the first compilation video was reloads over about a few months. And I just found the ones that I, that did the best on TikTok. And I compiled them into one video. And then that took off. Wow. Like I had 20 million views within the first like couple days. And not only took off on TikTok, it took off everywhere. Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. I, I felt like for a whole week I owned the internet. And people, I had all my friends messaging me like, dude, I saw you on, I saw you on like TV or I saw you on, um, I saw somebody watching you, your wow. video on, on, on the bus or something. I, it was just everywhere. So to my understanding, you're like the only guy that does this, right? Like I haven't seen. I'm actually not the only guy that does this, okay. but I think, you know, not to toot my own horn, I'm, I'm the only guy who's done it in a way that's unique enough and interesting enough to garner right. as much attention. If you type in Commander Carl on Google and click the news tab, you're going to see all the articles from 2021 from like, you know, Nintendo Life, um, Polygon, uh, all kinds of major like gaming news networks that covered, that covered you. That covered me. Wow. That's how I was able to get that's verified dope. on TikTok or on, on Twitter. And then I used that verification to get verified on Twitter. Yeah. So you're very, you're one of the few Iowa creators actually verified on I'm the X, third believe, largest. Right? Uh, yeah. Um, actually, no. I'm the, fir- I'm the biggest verified creator in Iowa on TikTok. There isn't anyone else wow. here. I've done research. If anyone wants to prove me wrong, come at me. I will, I will absolutely, Talk I will, your shit, I will. Bro. I will eat my words, all right? But if you all can find an Iowa creator with, with, uh, who's verified with as many followers as I'd have, please let me know. But as far as I know, That's what's I'm, up. That's what's up. As far as I know, I'm the, I'm the biggest. Now we're going to get into your creative process. Do you have a list of reloads you still want to do but haven't done yet? Yeah. Or how does that work? How do you big, decide the next reload? Do you just For a long time, it was suggestions from fans. Like, hey, you should do a, a coffee machine and— like, I remember someone left a comment. They're like, I imagine this guy goes to Goodwill and just stares at things like, how can I reload that? And they're exactly right. That's what I did. For That's exactly what you do. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. I don't actually do the reloads that much anymore, to that be honest. That's funny. Because I want to focus on right. other things. Yeah. I mean, I'm there's focusing plenty on, of other content that you make. There's so much gaming content. You do the NPC stuff, the gaming stuff. You have the Nat Geo spinoffs, the, yeah. the commercial spoofs. You do a lot of stuff. I do I've a lot done of my shit research and- on you, my friend. <laughs> I do a lot of stuff, and most of that stuff doesn't do well. But I yeah. will say, the cursed healing animations, the ragdoll series, and the NPC stuff—infinite content right there. I mean, there's so many games I can spoof and and just recreate in real life, and people just go apeshit over it. Do you have any favorite reloads you've done? I think you compiled a video of your favorite reloads. Yeah. So there was we were talking earlier about one. There's another one for 2022 that I did, and. That didn't have like the total virality as the first one, but that video is my most viewed video on TikTok, sitting at I mean almost eighty million views now. Eighty million, eighty views. million views for that second compilation, just on TikTok. That is insane. I haven't counted my total views yet, but like from that and knowing the other videos I have on there that have in the double digit millions, and then on YouTube and Twitter, I mean it's got to be close to a billion views worldwide yeah. by at this point. How long does it typically take you from start to finish for like a reload video? Let's say it it varies widely, man. I've right. I've done I've done a reload 
like I've done like two or three reloads in a, in a matter of like five minutes and edited them. I edit from wow. my phone mostly. I use a program called InShot because all I usually do is just the cuts. I use motion blur. Yeah. Yep. Use motion blur to mask my cuts so that I can do all kinds of crazy shit. Um, things have gotten a lot more complicated now because I've I've started using After Effects to add like actual special effects to some of my stuff, um, which which went over pretty well. And so now, I mean, After Effects is like a super essential part of my of my workflow. What's crazy to me is like not only are the reload video concepts kind of infinite because you know you could just find any item and just kind of infinitely like keep doing it for items. But I also think that like the creativity you have for videos can be infinite, the possibilities. Because if you know animation, like literally any idea in your head, it's like Green Lantern. It's like the Green Lantern ring. Like Mm -hmm. whatever you think, you can just like create and like… Exactly. I mean… That's insane. The concepts you could do for videos. It is. You know, my most recent one, my my most recent compilation I did… I did my I called it the soft and fluffy edition. I reloaded like a teddy bear with removable batteries. <laughs> I did a laundry basket, you know, like the, the I I just kind of let my imagination go. But crazy. even aside from the reload stuff, right? Like I've seen you do like a Nat Geo spinoff where like your cat was chilling in a sink yeah, or something, I did. and you're like, it looked like the Nat Geo show just because you're good enough at edits and yes. everything else. Yeah, just like the Sound, edits and the and the, and the voiceover, which I did on my HyperX quadcast downstairs. You know, that is cool stuff, man. Can you? Talk a little bit about any role models or creative inspirations you have. Like, are there any other YouTubers you watch or YouTubers for sure? Any inspiration? I I, I wouldn't say that there's any TikTokers I would find really any inspiration. (laughs) There's a lot of just like there's 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 cool people on there, like random shit on there. There is. There's a lot of random shit, and I'm friends with some like really awesome people. It's got a really great creator community. Um, but the people I I would say that really inspired me from the beginning for like years and years now is um. Which now I can flex that both I'm friends with both of them is Jontron and um, Actman. Those two guys, like I, th- those videos, I probably watched the most. Yeah. Um, I do also like Mudahar, um, G Man Lives. Like these are people. These are YouTubers I've watched for a pretty long time, and I would say that yeah, they absolutely were inspirations for me. In terms of like collaborations, is it mainly just like scumbag? But like, do you collaborate with any other like bigger names? I or actually anything? haven't collaborated that many people. I last summer I I drove up to Toronto just for the hell of it with the family, and I found out that one of my you know TikTok friends on there, um, Dylan, who goes by uh, Dijon Emperor Dijon or Uncle Dijon, um, he lives in Hamilton, which yeah. is you now thirty five minutes south of of a drive from Toronto. I was like, hey, dude, I'm in the Toronto area. We should totally collab. So we did. I drove to his place and did a few collabs. He's well, he's got a size. I appreciate you too. collabing with me, then, man. Like the yeah. creative, showing some creative freedom, love, and I mean, you've even had my sticker in I one of your videos. I still have your sticker on my laptop. It's, in, it's one needed, of your videos, and I appreciate that. Like it was like on your yeah, and it was just right. That easy was to the see that video in, in was video. the um that was the rattle and boys. Yeah, yeah. He, there was like three people. There was three of three you. versions of me, and I and they were all like shooting at. You on the couch. I, I got so but, I, I ran across that meme on Twitter. It's basically like three skeletons holding a Tommy gun, and it'll say they unblurred the photo. Rattle them, boys, because on Twitter you can blur a photo yeah. and make it like NSFW, and people will always want to show that. I mean, who yeah, doesn't yeah, want to yeah. click the show button to unblur the photo? So it was like a prank. So I was like, let's make a live action version funny. of it. So I went out. I found a Thompson. Like a, it got a lot of views. I mean, there's at a, least to me that was a it, lot. It, it like, did pretty. That, it did yeah. pretty good. Um, I there was a Tommy gun. I actually found a, a modern. Thompson reproduction. Well, I mean, it's made by the same people. Um, uh, God, what That's what it? you had in the video. Yeah, I bought a fucking Thompson. Uh, it looked legit. It's it's look, it's, yeah. it's it's not a full auto version. You can't. It, right, those are right, really right. hard to get. It was it's a fucking a, Tommy gun. <laughs> but it was a real. It's a real Tommy gun. It shoots forty five yeah. caliber. I was like, well, I'm gonna use this thing because <laughs> when I buy guns and use them in my videos, tax write off. <laughs> so we were talking about like col- your collabs for a little bit there. Do you have any standout like? Moments either collabing with scumbag or just hanging out with them. God, I mean, every time I, every time you hang out with Brad's a good time. I mean, you know this from firsthand experience. Oh yeah, I've been to a lot of scumbag shoots at this. Absolutely, at this point, but I would say though the the most fun I've ever had with Brad was anytime I was gonna die in his videos. Yeah. Um. They he he had a, he has that squib. He has that machine where you can put <laughs> liquids in and it oh, shoots out shoot. pressurized you yeah. know, air to shoot out liquids. Yeah. I died in so many scumbag videos with that thing. 
will hook it up to my neck and like a <laughs> burst of blood will come out. <laughs> I mean, you've been there since the early days of this his was videos early. Too. Yeah, I mean, it's all documented. Go, it is. Go back and look. You guys, you know? I'm I'm in. I was in scumbag videos before I was famous. Before all right? you were born, kids. That's right. So go back. You'll find <laughs> me. Um, but I mean, yeah, just all the times just I got when you hooked die up. in videos. Yeah, because and- it was always fun. I was I enjoyed the ragdoll series because yeah. I don't know. In high school, I used to do those. I used yeah. to do these stupid little like there was a big dirt mound near my high school from construction, and my buddies and I went over there one day, started climbing on top. I was like, "Hey guys, look, check it out. I'm gonna do a ragdoll down this." Yeah, and I would ragdoll down this fucking dirt thing. I didn't care how much it hurt. I did it. And you're so good at it. Like, <laughs> can you talk about the NPC thing a little bit? Like, you're very good at oh acting my God. as an NPC. Are you an NPC? I have to ask. Greetings, traveler. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, you know, you play enough games like I do. You notice these things, these robotic movements, these the, the limited dialogue. Right. Um, and You've played a lot of games, I can probably safely say. Yes. So you pick up some... And so, like, but. you know, for, for the NPC stuff, I mean, like, it was, it was a no-brainer to, yeah. to start doing that stuff. Because I've noticed um, there were a couple other people doing it. So I'm like, let me, let me try my hand at it. It's kind of like I've seen your NPCs be, like, Skyrim-esque. Skyrim, or Fallout. Like, yeah, Bethesda. Just Bethesda right. in general. Like, Bethesda and Rockstar Games are two games where right. I, I, I could just do imitations of those games, like, death animations for days and days and days. I mean, we were talking about like your your job being like a game developer and stuff too. Yeah. Are there any like companies like a dream company that like would it be like a rock star? Or do you like the indie ones forever? You know. I I like I said I work AAA and yeah. um it was fun but like there was it's it's a lot more restricted than right. indie work right and like with Postal Four I have the freedom to work on anything I can work on particle effects or if they want me to go improve some of the the assets and the like cars or buildings. Props, I can go do that. You know, I have a lot more freedom. I have so, more, shall we say, creative freedom. Oh. <laughs> well, if you had complete creative freedom on like your channel, like let's say there's nothing holding you back in terms of budget to make your videos, or let's say you had multiple animators to get your vision across, but what would your channel look like? Would it look that much different? Or do you feel like you already have like a lot of creative freedom since you can just create yeah, well, like, whatever you want that's in your head? It would be nice to have a few other people, you know on hand all the time to like, hey, I need you to act as this kind of person and you act as this person. But if anyone wants to be an intern for Commander Carl, hit him up on Instagram. But like, I mean, I've done this shit mostly myself from day one and hardly anyone's ever really shown much interest in like working with me on making some of my own content. And it's fine. I'm right. I'm happy doing this myself and I'm happy to keep doing it myself. If if that's how it's got to be, you know. Have there been any moments since you started the channel that have sparked controversy at all? Because I do know, like, X can get a little spicy on there. It does. But, but aside from that, like, a video that you made that was, like, people were pissed about or anything? I really can't say that there's anything that was, that has pissed people off right. for any particular reason. I mean, it's reason. just, it's really, pretty, like, family-friendly. Well, well, I wouldn't say that, be. but it's like, it's like… It's not real weapons, even. You're just you're just well, yeah, like messing around doing like. Well, then I got bored of objects and I started doing real weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, <laughs> um, really, no, I, I haven't. If you if there you go been any crazy if you go back on out. X if you go on X and try to like like dig something up on me, the worst you're gonna find is a now deleted tweet of like a, just a poorly made like Ukraine joke, and it wasn't even a joke about what, what like Ukraine themselves. I, I was sitting on a chair, the chair broke, and then I posted on text. I was like. Man, Ukraine is under constant Russian siege tactics, and here I am in the U.S. and I can't even have a damn chair support my fat ass. What I do like about your jokes sometimes, though, is they are political. Of like, there's an awareness of like, you're like the world's the world's. There's a lot going on in the world right now, but I'm sitting here making these videos. There's like kind of a self awareness about well, like, yeah, exactly. What I'm doing and- isn't. <laughs> Quite as important than like saving the world or something. The, the, so not long after, or I mean, a year later, a couple years later, like I made that joke when the invasion started. I made that joke when everyone thought Ukraine was done for and they've been right. kicking the Russians' asses to high hell. So like a couple years later, recently, I, I said something about how like, you know, how I love like Russians because I love everyone like from all kinds of different parts of the world. And so I didn't mean like the people, I didn't, I should have been more clear. I didn't mean the Russians that like, are pro-war, which to be honest, I don't know how many actually yeah. are, but I know that there are ones out there that have had to flee the country that didn't want the war to begin with. And that I feel for those people. 
But then, like, it got somehow twisted that I love genocide and I support Ukrainian genocide. Like, someone tried to the get me fired. The internet's going to find a reason to they get They tried to get me you. fired from RWS, and really? everyone was able to see through their That's bullshit. Extra. That's RWS extra. is like, you're fine, man. Don't. Like, there's some crazy people out there. So you recently tweeted out, though, speaking of your Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, that you're no ceasing <laughs> uploading to TikTok. Like, yeah. at least for now. Can you talk about why that is? So… Really, what it boils down to is, and I think a lot of major TikTokers will feel this way, is that I think TikTok in general is pretty apathetic towards their creators. They don't seem to, they're not very good at showing their creators that they care about them and that they prioritize them for the long run. Um, and really what started this was I, I saw a video from, uh, I think I'm saying his name right, Wanaya, the angry reactions guy, posted, and it's his, it's his latest video as far as I know, about how TikTok has not been showing his followers his videos and he's having people from 2020. Like he's getting ban- shadow banned. Well, not that. It's just like they're not called. pushing your fucking videos out to your. I have 3.4 million followers. And if I post any video, it's going it to guarantee it gets you get like, like the first wave of. It gets like a, a first wave of people who are like major fans or who right, like are right. on their following. So tab. if it was like very little, you'd be like, that's weird. But it tapers off all the time. I, yeah. I, I can't get anywhere above 60,000 views in the first week. I have 3.4 million followers. Where the fuck are right. all of them? What TikTok's happened? not showing them any right. of that stuff. Right. Because how TikTok works is if people aren't, if people are swiping past your video, even your followers are swiping past it, it's just not going to show your followers. They're not going to show it to them, even though they follow you. And so, I mean, it's part of their algorithm. I get it. But like, let me, let me, let me example, let me give you an example. When I hit 100,000 on TikTok, they, what did they send me anything to say congratulations? No, they didn't send me shit. They didn't care. When I hit a million, nothing. I didn't hear anything from them. No, like, good job, you've reached a million. Fucking YouTube, I hit 100,000. I got a silver plaque, <laughs> nice letter. You got a trophy. I got, <laughs> yeah. I got a trophy. I got part of the YouTube partner program. When I got banned from TikTok a year ago and the count came back um, mysteriously like 30 minutes later, I heard from a rep there and like, hey, you're actually like what we would consider a high profile creator, a high potential creator. We're going to make you part of our partner program, a managed creator program where I get special access, one-to-one access to people who work at TikTok and all kinds of other benefits. Just last week, they messaged me and was like, sorry, we're going to not do it anymore. What the hell? They booted me off of it. And with TikTok, with YouTube, I'm a YouTube partner for life. It's kind of like, let's say, (coughs) I mean, you're... You're in business with TikTok in, in a way of like, if you were, let's say if you were in like a dating relationship with someone and they're, they're like hot and then they're cold on you all the time. It's just kind of like, it is. you can't really work with that. No, you know? it's not. It's, it's when you've had your, when you've had your like 15 minutes of fame on TikTok, they, they, they just like kick you under the rug eventually. And they start. To they don't have on. like a prioritization of the long-term capacity no, for the creators. No, they don't because they want to move on to the next big thing. Right. And even I think even people like uh, Bella Porch is, is is having like, or or my my friend to touch an emu David like his stuff just like he was on top once you know and then you know we all fall off eventually but TikTok like it's really bad like we all really fell off and they don't seem to care about like getting our videos out to our followers who have followed us for years. Whereas so YouTube, I'm I'm having so much better luck with YouTube. That's where as you're headed now, right? I'm it's headed just, to you're I, just YouTube. I've been posting mainly my stuff to YouTube Shorts, and I'm I'm not not even shitting you right now. For the last week, I've been getting on average between fifty to hundred thousand views every hour. I've gained almost a hundred thousand subs in the last week. Wow! And YouTube Shorts used to be trash for me. Like stuff would like take off for a second and just flatline. But TikTok would be like, oh, hey, here you go, man. This is great. Good job. Now it's completely reversed. TikTok's like, eh, fuck you. YouTube Shorts is like, oh, yeah, bring it on. Let's, let's get you out to that algorithm. Let's get you those sweet, sweet numbers. So can we talk a little bit about the ways in which you monetize your channel and everything? Like, is yes. it mainly through YouTube? It's mainly ads, YouTube or? now. Like, this is another big complaint. TikTok came out with their, you know, the creator fund years ago and I was a part of it and I made some good money at, at one point I was able to pay my mortgage every month with it um, then they invited me to their creativity beta program which you only get monetized if your video is over a minute long but the money the gains are way higher and that was great for like a couple months and now it's complete shit my state they took my CPM and just nosedived they, they tanked really? it YouTube I'm making more money on there with either shorts or standard content can you I say just, what does CPM mean? CPM is like clicks per minute. Or, okay. 
I don't know if it's CPM or RPM, but it's the number that they assign to you basically based on like your metrics right. of like how much money you're making per thousand views. Yeah. And do you keep pretty good like track of all of these data metrics and things like that? Oh, yeah. To, like, Especially build on YouTube. Your YouTube's up? got their creator studio, which is a really like in depth view of like everything from who's watching your video from where, how much money you're making, all the way down to like every minute. I'm sure you might get asked this, but. Do you have any advice for like an upcoming YouTuber then of like, is it just pay attention and consistency and you finding know, your really, niche? There's, there's, it is finding your niche. The thing is, is like, if you, if you get famous for one thing, right. And, and you try to do anything else, the people who are watching your videos are going to be like, what, what is this? Why don't you do that one thing See, again? I think I get in trouble with that sometimes. I'm trying to like show to my people early on that like I do more than one show thing. Show you. Do yes. do because I can't make I the can't content like just have one side of me show like yeah make like. the content around your face and your personality yeah bring those people in because if you Facts. have if the, you the, have sometimes five yeah if you have ten thousand of those people versus a million of people who came for just like one or two things you're gonna make more money with those ten thousand people the type of follower the type the, of follow because the they're level there for of engagement they're there for you they're not there to watch the monkey dance they're there for you as a person. That it's would not be my, just some trendy TikTok dance. Yeah, don't go for look, trends. You look cute or something. It's more like, like oh, well, I okay. actually have this skill set that I'm like. If you're, if you're like a good looking person naturally, yeah. and people just like were like, wow, you're really attractive. You're gonna do really well on social media. But if you're an ugly fuck, it's like, gonna be easier. If you're an ugly ass motherfucker like me, you gotta you gotta like work hard for it. And if you're a person like me, bring in the people who want to be there for you. I don't think you're an ugly fuck, by the way. We're not going to let that part slide. But <laughs> listen, people people like people of all types, man. You're right. You know, I, I, I think They're I'm like, who's decent. this guy with the follower? Because at the, when we're at the mall, we're kind of like the popular <laughs> guy. Like everyone's kind of like looking at all of us like. Yeah. Well, it's like I'm, I'm decently a con- I'm a decently confident guy, but I'm realistic about my my okay. set of skills and about my, my, my looks. And I know that I'm not at the top of my game right now. I'm a balding fat guy. So where's this tattoo at? Your half-life? My half-life so tattoo. Two have ever gotten. Oh, you have more? Actually, that's the only tattoo I've okay, ever gotten. Okay. <laughs> I was going to get more, but I, I, I don't know yet. I, I got this because okay. I'm a huge fan of the Half-Life series, mainly the second one. I, I played the first one, but the second one is really what got me through some really dark days in middle school. Like, coming home from getting bullied, like, all the damn time. That's Yeah, that's a game you go to when you're trying to escape real life. Like, you Yeah, exactly. I, I, for real, that's like a, in the, in that game, I want to be different character. Yeah, well, in that game, like, you're you're a, a theoretical physicist who's, who's sprung into this, like, world that has been invaded by, you know, the Combine, these, these aliens who have taken over humanity. Right. And you, you build up a resistance, and you fight back, and you, and you, and you, you basically— this tattoo, more than anything, is 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 a reminder that I can do what I want if I put my mind to it, and it's a re- it's also a symbol yeah. for radioactive decay, and so it sort of also became this reminder that like you know we're all sort of it's, it's kind of cheesy as this sound we're all decaying you know yeah we're all every single day you wake up like you're you're your your molecular structure is changing and aging and you're getting older and you're going to be gone someday. And this tattoo is also just sort of a reminder of that to just make sure that I'm living life the best I can. Is that and kind of like your motto on life or like your code pretty much by of like, like life will end. So like live it, it, will. And live it up and follow what you're actually passionate about. Exactly. I've, I, I have a very, I have this kind of stoicism on, on, that's on, a great, I love stoic philosophy. Yes. So I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, I have sort of a stoicism when it comes to life um, and things that will tend to, you know, try to bring you down. And really the the truth is, is that as long as you have a pulse, you have a chance to make anything out of your life. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, just kind of roll with the punches and don't worry about which, which road you're going down. Don't worry about which direction the river's taking you. Just float, figure it out as you go. What other video games are you playing? And do you still play Half Life? I do. I'll, they're coming out with a an RTX remake of Half Life. The so crazy, yeah. But the thing about those games is like it is such a big game of like, and to my understanding, right? That's the multiplayer one, right? Where like actually, oh, well, they had a multiplayer version. They had Half Life okay. Deathmatch. But some of the games that Valve has published that have been really popular um, is like Left 4 Dead, um, right? Team Fortress Two. 
Right. Which it's kind of funny because those are all games that Valve didn't actually develop. Half Life is the only like original IP Valve developed. Everything yeah. else was just like student projects that they were like, "Oh, this is really has a lot of potential. Let's bring them on and have them de- develop a game for us." So where do you see the channel going from here? I know I'm kind of like bouncing around a little bit, but no, no worries. I don't want man. people to get bored. So let's, yeah, no. So um, some of the fun stuff, some of the really right now the the short term maybe. Not even short or long term, but the goal now is to get to a million subs on YouTube. I want Heck that. Yeah. Goal. I want that gold plaque. Every time I go to Scumbag Dag's house and I see that gold plaque sitting up there, I'm like, Yeah. When I see that, be, when I see those plaques, it's definitely inspiring. that's gonna be me. That is gonna be me. And I'm YouTube Shorts has been working really well, so I'm just gonna keep rolling with that. That's what's up. But I also want to keep going with long form content. A lot of people really, there's a pretty decent sized audience for my technical deep dives in video games. I've done a few technical deep dives. That um, I did one on on Red Dead Redemption Two, where I examined like the 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 landscape shaders, the water shaders, and like the volumetric cloud system in the game. That series did incredibly well yeah. on TikTok, and I haven't even finished it yet. <laughs> That's a big problem I have. Is there's quite a few projects that I'll start but I don't finish. But I really want to focus on long form content where I'm doing technical deep dives, and then just short form content where I'm just goofing off and being a jackass, you know. <laughs> Is there anything like exciting in the works that you kind of want to like tease during um, this interview? Like what? Yeah, like, so, anything like on the immediate horizon? Let's say I'm going up to uh, I'm going out to Arizona. Uh, Running with scissors is having like a Christmas dinner, so I'm flying out there for in a couple weeks. Uh, we're gonna shoot some hole more holes in the sign. Yeah, uh, and then a week later, uh, donut operator who is a big gun tuber, former ex cop, invited me out to his creator range day on December seventh, which I really want to make it out to. But you know, shoot a bunch of machine guns and do some fun shit. Maybe what pull were some you stuff doing? Up. You just came back from Canada not too long ago. About, what you were know, you doing four, over there? Four or five months ago. Like I just went there for fun. I was yeah. like, hey, hey, hon, you want to take the kids and just go to Canada for no reason at all? And we did. And we drove to Toronto. It's only 13 hours from here. It's not too bad. So we drove there and uh, yeah, we just had some fun, man. Went to Canada's Wonderland, spent some time on the harbor. Yeah. Got high a bunch. There you go. Let's talk about that GTA video that I was in that you uh, yeah, collabed yeah. <laughs> with Scumbag on. There was this GTA NPC kind of. Yeah, it was sort of like a. There like, was a whole trend about NPCs. It kind was. Of, but it it, was. We were kind of a little early on it, but. Yeah, well, and, God, don't get me started. These fucking NPC live streamers. Oh, oh I hate that. I do not <sighs> like that at all. I've been doing NPC stuff before all that bullshit blew up. But so. that, but that is like just it's where it's at. I keep fucking scrolling, for, and I'll see this one like, guy. You would be so good at it, obviously. I like. I I but know, but to like just sit there for ten hours and just do that. Like I just my dignity is not that low yet. No. So no. Whenever I see these people doing it on TikTok Live, I'm just it's looking at low them. hanging fruit. It's low hanging fruit, and it's a great way to make cash. But there, there are some things I'm not willing to do to make money, and that is one of them. You, you couldn't pay me to do a fucking NPC live stream for the GTA video. I mean, yeah, that was sort of an idea I had floating around, and really, really, what it started out as is I wanted to sort of make a nod to the um, phenomenon in video games where a character is like standing on a ledge of a balcony and their foot is like practically hanging off, basically standing on nothing. And I wanted to make a nod to that. And so that's really what that video was about was like, um, I wanted to Brad to do like an NPC hunter thing where like you try to look at people that you come across in daily life and see if they're NPCs or not. And in that video, you can see my foot is 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 standing on nothing off of the curb in the street. Yeah. Um, and then when the camera pans back up, I was like, how do you explain that? I'm suddenly like, nice weather we're having. And then I just start walking away like I was... There's a lot more to it than you'd think though, man. Because I remember one time you gave me pointers on how to be an NPC. And- yeah, it's just like, it's it's um, really what it's about is like you're, you're, you're mimicking... You're mimicking animation state machines, yes. you know, because in, in video games, animations are often switching from one thing to another. Um, it's a very dynamic process, but it's still pretty robotic. Even even games like Starfield, you'll play these days when you see a character walking to a chair, they still just like sit there for a second and then they'll turn and then do an animation to sit in the chair. It, just, it doesn't look natural. It looks very robotic. Yeah, And that's really what it is. In fact, one of uh, my friends... Uh, he goes by Dr. Robotnik. He's a, he's a dancer. He's a street dancer. He's just like the robot. He's able to, to reproduce, and he's gotten really good at this. He's, he's been collabing with Merrick Hanna. That's a big name. And yeah. 
they did this super viral video where all of them were acting like NPCs because these guys know how to dance, like do the robot. And if you know how to do that, your ability to replicate like early 2000s video game animations is already top notch. You should watch, you guys should watch Dr. Robot Mix sometime. Watch some of his shit. I'm telling you, this guy is, he is underrated. He, honestly, he's way better of an NPC than I am. What other like NPC content do you have out there? Like, wh- where do you see yourself bringing out the NPC, like, sort of character out at? Like, is it usually for I, the. You know, I don't even know, to be honest. I don't even know where to take it besides just maybe do another, like, Signs or an NPC bit. Yeah. It, oftentimes, I, I don't really know what to do with a series when it just comes to me. It just comes to me and I roll with it as long as I can until yeah. something else comes. Where do you, like, how do you get into your, like, creative space? Is there like a certain like I'm usually just always routine. No, no, it's just always thinking. I'm yeah. always I'll be playing a game. It really actually starts with with playing a, a certain game, and I'll notice the way a character does something. I'm like, oh, I should try like doing that in a video. And people, and you you have to play games that are well known. People aren't yeah. going to understand it and relate to it if it's like some shitty indie game from 2011 yeah. that no one's ever heard of. You know, that's why like when games like Starfield come out, it it gives me like this whole new like building full of content ideas. Yes. It's just a massive ocean of ideas that I can draw from. That's what I like about your channel is, and I know you said like, you know, part of the success of a channel is sometimes sticking to your niche, but I like how your channel like is so much more than just the reload videos. Like you've done some like really like legit looking spoof commercials I've seen. You've done some (laughs) scrub daddy. Again, the Nat Geo stuff, the the ragdoll stuff, the NPC stuff, like and those videos just like they they the the Nat Geo stuff, like it's just me fucking around. And I, I really wish those would do a little better. The one with my cat Peaches did pretty okay. And then I did one with my mother in law's uh and stepfather in law's dogs. They're yeah. Massive German Shepherd, Thor and Emma. Thor is 180 pounds. He's he's got to be, he's the biggest dog I've ever seen. And Emma and I, so I did I did one with them and didn't do as well. So like, I sort of follow. I, I try to follow the views. Yeah. You know, if something does well, and it's what any content creator will do. You're something, like I'm on to something. If something does well, of, I'm going to keep rolling with it. And when something doesn't until, do well, until it doesn't do well, like you're down to just yeah. keep it going. Ten years ago, I actually had another channel called Big Red Jew. And I used that channel to make Gary's Mod movies. Gary's Mod is a, a mod of Half-Life. It's like an open world. It's also for other games, right? Gary's Mod you could use on like... You could... You, what people have done is they, they have taken models and, and characters out of other games and ported them into Gary's Mod. Okay. Yeah. But you can like... You can download a Mario pack or you can get like Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War. Yeah. And people port them over, like the the modding community ports them over to Gary's Mod. But I used to make movies, Gary's Mod movies, and they did pretty well. My most, I did one called Lewis Runs Out of Happy Pills, which is like a Left 4 Dead spoof. 13 million views. That's wow. my most viewed YouTube video ever. And that video is 11 years old now. But then, like, I burned out. I started noticing that, like, the stuff that I really put a lot of passion into wasn't getting many views. And then I was like, I guess this isn't. That's for me. what kind of like deters me sometimes as a creator. It's, it's hard. Like, it's the low effort stuff that goes far sometimes. And it it's is the high it's effort the, stuff it that is. like Absolutely. the doesn't care about or the people don't care it's about. It's really discouraging, it's and discour- that's why even this episode won't get as many views as if we just like chopped it up in a bunch of short clips and dropped it or something. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, it's. But it's, I do things for the art of it, not for like the views of it and stuff. Because it's like, and that's how you need to do it. That's I mean, how, because if you're trying to force, if you try to be something you're not, it's not going to work. Yeah. People are going to see through that shit. Yeah. Um. And so that I gave up on YouTube ten years ago. I completely gave up on it. I was like, I guess I'll never be a YouTuber. Wow. I mean, because you were there when <laughs> YouTube like was early did, and when this, it started. This, I was there 2014. So when you could have been if you were early on YouTube. It could have like. My wife and I, crazier. we we tried to do a vlog channel together, and it really? was just like wasn't flowing. Yeah, and we we it wasn't like either of our faults necessarily. It's yeah. just like we just we both just felt weird doing it. Wasn't it. But your I guarantee, if we fucking did that and just stuck with it, yeah, I'd be driving a goddamn Lamborghini by now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. We were talking a little bit about the monetization, and you were talking about ads. But yeah. do you ever get like the sponsorships from like a brand yes. here and there? Um, I have been starting to get more sponsorships. Um, one of them fell through recently, unfortunately, but it was a War Thunder. It was going to be a War Thunder sponsorship. Um, and I know that if I just like did more grinding and re- reached out to more people, I used to be represented by Viral Nation, but they actually recently um, our contract came to an end, so I'm not being yeah. represented by anyone now, and I kind of like that way because 
I I know that brands and sponsorships are where all the money is, but I don't want to like sell out to that yet. I really want to try to get it to where it's just basically my ad rev getting me through. Right. Because I'm not looking to make fifty thousand dollars a month. I'm not looking to be the richest YouTuber out there. I don't give a right. shit about that. I just want to make like a, a like seven to thirteen thousand dollars a month where I can just like support myself on that easily and my family and just live life doing what I want. I'm not looking to be rich. Right. I don't care about that. I just want to have enough money to where like I never have to worry about my bank account ever again. That's it. I mean, <laughs> and that's still been we, really challenging to get so, to. Let's talk a little bit. This is one of the last questions about the reposting and I've seen a lot of people actually even they'll take maybe your content. Sometimes they'll credit you, sometimes they don't. Yes. I'm sure that happens a lot though, It does. And this is another frustrating thing with TikTok is they have absolutely nothing in place to help you with that. YouTube, you've got content ID. You can literally have YouTube's like servers sniff out other people who are uploading your shit. And if they're making money on it, they'll cancel that monetization and bring it to you. TikTok doesn't have shit for that. They have their copyright infringement form, which I've filled out multiple times for people staking my shit and they don't do anything about it. They've done nothing. TikTok's done nothing. They don't prioritize their creators. And that's why I'm moving away from them. I, I, they're my largest. It's where I've gotten my start. It's my largest following. But like, that's not enough to keep me there. What's kind of crazy to think about, though, is technically speaking, with all the views, you know, we talked about your analytics a little bit, but it's probably way even higher than that in views with all those reposts when you Factor when you factor in, in the reposts, there's got to be a ton more people that you don't even know have seen you. Yeah. I mean, it's well, got to be I'm gonna up, tell you this. up there. If you put me in a room full of, of, of 30 average college students, yeah. I can guarantee to you at least half of them, maybe even more than half of them, will have seen my videos. Yeah. And some of them will know who I am. Yeah. No, I believe and that's you because, because I was at Subway just yesterday and I was like, hey, I'm about to interview Commander Carr for my episode. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, he has the Half Life tattoo in his videos. So I'm like, like he has a half life. I hang out with you. I didn't even know that. The person <laughs> at Subway knew your tattoo. I didn't know your tattoo. <laughs> so I was like, damn. I was like, okay, because he always sees it in the videos yeah. probably when you're reloading. A lot of people know who I am. Yeah. A lot of people they have really seen do, my stuff. Man. And that's that's crazy. It's a crazy you're, thing to I mean, even like when we're in the scumbag videos and you've been in a lot more than me, the amount of pull that he has too with people that see his videos yeah. is worldwide. He gets so. recognized a lot more than I do, but I will oh, tell I you, mean, anyone. Everyone yeah. who's recognized him, if I told them every single time, every time he's recognized, I go up to them eventually and was like, hey, um, I'm Commander Carl, by the way. I don't know if you see my stuff. And then they freak they, out. They freak out. Yeah, they I've know. seen it. I've then seen they're like, that countless times. They'll freak it's out hilarious. after you tell them. <laughs> and I like, know I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even bother saying anything. Well, but it's kind of funny, funny to like it's let funny them to me have that moment because they want a picture and they like, and you you're remember, the best with your fans too. You, you remember know? that guy, Um, we did the cocaine one where uh, Alex was giving away cocaine recently, to the homeless. Recently, yes. And we met that guy, Zach. Yeah. Um, he was like freaking out. He was with just a couple of people because he's like, "Oh my god, a scumbag guy!" They took the picture, all that stuff like that, and then I went up to him. I was like, "By the way, I'm, I'm Commander Krom, that reload guy," and he lost it. He's like, "Holy shit! Can I get a picture with you?" Wow, <laughs> it was awesome. Well, he like followed us at the mall. I'm pretty sure, like he, he like, did. He was, he was like, a nice guy. Yeah. yeah, no, he was a nice guy though. But it's 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 just cool, man. You know. Yeah. Some of those interactions that you see, it really makes it feel like it's not just all the internet stuff. It's real life at that point because we're seeing real people run up real. to us and like, it's very real. And honestly, it's a high I never have stopped chasing. What's been the biggest impact you've seen since since you've gotten some fame? <clears throat> essentially, like, what have you? Has there been some crazy moments where you're like, this is getting out of hand? Like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of people grouped here, or like, not really. We were, but the crazy thing, we were even at the pizza restaurant the other day, or it's always somewhere, man. It doesn't matter where you're at. Someone recognizes you or Yeah. It's it's it's, it's actually at a pretty good point right now, I would say. It's it's not at a point where it's getting out of hand. I, I have people tell me they you know, like they think that I have a pretty good balance of it right now. Like I can get recognized, but it's not to the point where I still can't go to the grocery store. And have people mobbing me. And it doesn't affect your other job, it sounds no, like. No, it doesn't. Right? They're no. cool with it. They're, you know? yeah, they, it's they not love- like a suit and tie workplace where no, our, it's still a creative RWS is, pursuit. You know? <laughs> the games they make, you can urinate on people. RWS is not a suit and tie kind of place. Right. It's a studio that I'm honestly happy to call home because these the people I work with are all super talented, hilarious people. And like they're all fans of my work and it, it just works out. And I've I've been leveraging my 
my um, large following to help promote the game. Perfect. It's it's a win win. So I mean, honestly, like life now is as good as it's ever been. I've had some shitty things happen this year, like my mom dying. But like, I don't know, man. Like life is still getting better and better. And we'll cut that anything out that you want. Cut no, out man. To, you you post you know this know whole I mean? thing as it is. I don't give a shit. Like Perfect, I'm man. not hiding anything. From I think anyone. people are gonna like really like learn from your story and like and be inspired by like. I hope, man. The I level mean, of like. All I've ever wanted in my whole life was to like just make something of myself because yeah. in high school, man, like I I was destined to be nothing. Yeah. I had a 1.8 GPA. I almost didn't graduate. I'm pretty sure I didn't even have enough credits to graduate, but they were getting so sick of me, they just pushed me through anyway. Right. I was I was a failure at launch, dude. I was and gonna be nothing. It's crazy, man, because But you know, you know what though? It's my wife. Like, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be anywhere I am without her. Because she's the one who stood by me all Strong. these years. If it, if it hasn't been for like her support, like yeah. helping me like get through college and like, I don't know, man. I I, I think I could have gotten somewhere, but like without her, I I I, I would not have gotten nearly as far as I've been able to. Wow. Now. So I mean, she she really like my parents. By the time they had me, they were just like burnt out. They're just like, yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> they kind of were on autopilot, and so like I didn't really have anyone to just like help. Yeah. Like straighten me out, and she. Took me on, man. And she, like she did the she did the good old. I'm gonna I can fix him. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's like you decided earlier on though. Like you were kind of touching on those. You knew you knew you were kind of an artist early on, but I just with sure. or without the reload videos, you would have like been a game developer and like yeah, I probably would have eventually. You know? But again, she helped me a lot with that journey too. You know and. Can you talk about like the postal? Because that's a big deal. The postal series. I oh, feel like man. that's a, every time I mean, I've told someone like, "Hey, <laughs> I know someone that works on that." They're like, "What?" The, the, well, know? like the well, postal series like, banned in what ten countries? I mean, like, yeah, it's so, a super controversial it's a game. Controversial, when it came, so, came like, out. for you to gravitate towards working on that game, is there a story there? Like, um, doing skits, my NPC skits. Right. I did postal two ones. Right. That got running with Scissors' attention on on Twitter. Got you. And so they. That's hit, when they. Followed me and then they messaged me and I got to talk. Eventually, I was talking with Mike J himself, who's like basically the co-founder. Um, wow! And I was like, "Hey, dude, like I'm I'm actually a 3D artist. I worked on Callisto Protocol, and if you guys need some help with Postal Four, I'd be happy to do it." And wow. they, they, I did an art test for them, which ended up being actually an asset for the game. And I did it, and I was pretty much hired on the spot. Yeah. And it's been amazing ever since. And I'm on their podcast every every couple weeks, every Thursday. The uh, No Regrets podcast. So uh, watch talk it. about that. So how do they just we, plug that? We Is have it, um, what's it, that about? Um, we just basically talk about like news, like in the gaming, like in the gaming world. We'll talk about maybe Postal Four updates. We just shoot the shit. It's all remote. So like, do you have like a Twitch channel or anything? Um, we. Just go to our like our YouTube channel, okay. um, Running with Scissors. Stu- or I think the handle is RWS Studios, and you should be able to find the podcast on there. It streams, I think it streams on Twitch. It streams everywhere because whenever I'm on YouTube, that's where I watch it. There's like a bot that sends comments from other viewers from different Got platforms. Got you. So yeah, RWS Studios, we have the No Regrets podcast. You'll you'll see me on there. Do you ever just time. like game and like put it live on Twitch though where you're like live I, streaming? I did have a lot of, um, I did do TikToks live and I got really good with that at one point. I was getting a consistent five to 10,000 viewers like at one point, like there's not just total at like any given time. Right. I've gotten off of streams and ended up with 3 million views and stuff. And why did I, that, I did that of, stop? Like I, why it did stopped that stop? Because like I, it was kind of exhausting for me to like, live streaming is exhausting. I get socially. Because you feel like you got to keep them entertained. You got to keep gaming. them entertained. And like, I can't, I just can't do that in real time very yeah. easily. And like, I'd like to think maybe eventually I can just stream Again, and I'm going to. It does seem more creator friendly over there. It like is on Twitch. Twitch, I'm going to definitely get back into. I have only a thousand followers on there, and I grew on Twitch from my TikTok live. Okay. I'm just not at a point where I can consistently game, and I'm not at a point where I can consistently make right. content. Right. I have to. Priorities are just elsewhere. My right priorities now. are mostly my family, my kids. Yeah, you've my, got kids. You're I got busy kids. Guy. I'm a busy dude, man. So. You know, they're in school full-time now, so I got way more time yeah. than I used to. But my goal really is I'm focused on getting YouTube to a million. When YouTube is at a million, I'll do what everyone else is wanting me to do. People say, hey, make another channel. I'll do it when I'm at a million on YouTube. Hey, you should live stream more. I'll do it when I'm at a million on YouTube. Wow. And I think I'm going to like make— your ultimate goal. And I want to—that's my ultimate goal. When will it happen by? If 
like I said, man, in the last week, I've gotten 80,000 uh, subs subscribers. If I can keep up this momentum crazy in about 10 weeks or less, I'll be at a million. Wow. So actually, yeah, no, sorry. I'm, I'm not mathing correctly. Um, 80 times 10, that's 800,000. So half of that. So in about five, four to five weeks, if I can keep up this momentum, I will definitely right. be in a million. But it's, it's all dependent on YouTube's shorts algorithm. I, they, at any point, they can decide to take the videos that are getting me all these views and just... Because yeah. that's just the nature of the beast. I'm hoping that doesn't happen and I'm going to keep the momentum up by reposting some of my older stuff. Yeah. So. So, last question. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? I mean, you, I know you just don't do interviews or, I mean, you haven't done interviews, so... No, I mean... Uh, this is your time to shine. Like, this is your moment, like... I mean, I just, you know, a lot of people, like I said, like you said, a lot of people ask me, like, how do I, how do I start doing content? And yeah, you just start, you can't, you, you, I know that's super cliche, but just do it. Like, and get yourself a good setup, you know, don't, don't get like a turbo. Don't go cheap on the equipment. Don't go cheap it's on the equipment. It's going to be expensive in the long run. By I mean, I, I use my iPhone for all my filming and that's good enough. And yeah. I've got a nice little mic if I need to, to clip to my, to my, uh, you know, Collar, and that's good enough. That's right. been good enough for and me. And you got your green screen, I believe. Or I, do you I have one? actually don't use that was it. I do this the hard. Bed. I do yeah. shit the hard way. When I that video where I had to make three copies of myself, I'm rotoscoping myself oh, in fucking wow. After Effects, frame by frame. And I know I shouldn't be doing that. I know right. I should be There's using a green screen, but I'm just lazy. That's honestly yeah. it. I'm just lazy. I don't feel like setting a green screen up. Rotoscoping's easy enough as it is. So well. With that being said, man, this was Ooh. Creative Freedom Universe, a podcast. We'll put all the streaming up eventually. I don't know when. Probably when we have like a whole season's worth, whatever you'd consider that in episodes. This is probably like episode three of the Creative Freedom Universe podcast. And Hell yeah, man. You were in the first season because, man, like, I, I really don't, I don't want this to like slide past you. Like, we really only have like distinguished guests on here or guests that I considered like inspiring and creative and like you're a very unique creative that i'm like that's crazy that we got to like sit down with you because yeah i appreciate it especially man. where i'm from man in iowa you know we, there's not that many people there's of, not of your caliber even in terms of content creators with that big of a following right no no there's not there's so only a handful do this man just appreciate that dog. oh yeah man absolutely Love. absolute honor to be on here and thanks for having me um check me out commander carl both k's um, and check out Creative Freedom Universe, man. Come on, give the guy some fucking props. This dude grinds like hell. I guarantee he works harder than I do. With that being said, thank you guys. Love. Commander out. Commander out.